lately. You know, we, we just, we, we, we can definitely get overwhelmed uh, sometimes and just need, we just begin, we just sang that song, I'm going to see a victory. Is anybody ready to see a victory? Oh, come on, I've seen enough defeat, huh? I mean, I've seen enough trouble. We've had enough problems. Just, you, don't, you don't have to look very far to find a problem. You don't have to look very far to see a need. But I'm telling you, I'm ready to see a victory. And sometimes you just got to stir yourself up on your most holy faith. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I love sports. I love uh, just five boxing, wrestling, all the all of them. I know football's back in, and uh, man, everybody's getting excited. Uh, but there was this this kid. I read the story about this kid out in West Texas, and uh, he loved wrestling, though he was just a small, scrawny kid, and they, his school didn't have wrestling. But he went to his coach. And he said, Coach, listen, I, I've, I've read all about it. I know I just want to, to wrestle so bad. Would you sign me up? And so the coach said, you know what? I, you know what? I'll sponsor you. And so uh, he, he entered in, into some events. Well, he was not the fastest kid, the quickest kid. He was not the strongest kid. But he had a tenacity. He would not give up. And so he would just hang on to his opponents. He could wiggle and squiggle his way out of almost everything. And he began to go through the season until he was undefeated. He goes into the championship and he is wrestling against the two-time state champ. This kid is big and strong. And the coach said, son, just, you know, you've had a great season. Just go out and give it your best. The kid goes out and he begins to give it his all, but the, the other kid, no doubt, was, but was stronger and, uh, and knew more. And I mean, he all of a sudden had this kid twisted and tangled up. I mean, he had him turned upside down like a, twisted like a pretzel. And the coach, just looking and seeing he is losing, he just couldn't stand it. And he just turned his head. About that time, the crowd roared and cheered, and he turned back around to see this little kid on top. And he pinned his opponent to the ground and got the count, and the little kid jumped up and ran, Coach, I won, I won! And the coach said, I didn't see it. He said, I, right at the last moment, I turned my head. I couldn't stand to see you lose. What happened? That kid said, Coach, that guy's good. He's strong. He had me tied up like a pretzel, and I just knew. I, but I was just giving it all, but you know me. I don't give up. And I opened my eyes, and there was a big toe right in my face. And coach, I know it's against the rules. But I bit down on that big toe as hard as I could. He said, coach, it's amazing what you can do when you bite your own toe. <laughs> Woo, can I tell you today? Maybe the devil has you pinned to the mouth and twisted all up, but it's about time somebody bites their own toe. 
Give yourself a jolt. Do what you thought you couldn't do. Amen. Get a new strength, a new zeal, a new passion, a new fire. And begin to tell yourself, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Another old song we used to sing. I just feel like something good is about to happen. I just feel like something good is on the way. He has promised that he'd open all of heaven. And brother, it could happen any day. When God's people humble themselves and call on Jesus. And they look to heaven expecting as they pray. I just feel like something good is about to happen. And brother, it could be any day. I've got a good feeling. I've got a feeling something down deep inside. As we look at all the, the, the what's going on in the world, as you hear the reports and bad up on bad, and bad turns into worse, and it looks impossible, but there's something stirring down on the inside that I've got a feeling that God is up to something. I've got a feeling that God is up to something in your life. That He is about to do something unexpected. That God is about to turn things around when it looks hopeless and it looks impossible. Amen. That's when God likes to show up and show off. And He declared that if you and I would humble ourselves. You know, humility is an important ingredient in the Christian life. Humility. Humbling yourself. Because the Bible declares the opposite of humility is pride. And pride, a haughty spirit, the Bible says, goes before a fall. When you think you're all that, that you can do it on your own, that you don't need any help, that you're self-made and, and you just have such a prideful heart that you don't need any help, you know what, that is an ingredient for disaster. But the Bible declares if you will humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, that God will exalt you. It seems the church has been persecuted and made fun of and laughed at to the point to where we're afraid to stand up. We're afraid to stand for righteousness and holiness. We're afraid to say I'm a Christian. Because we're going to be ridiculed or made fun of or laughed at or persecuted. But I'm telling you, it's time that we humble ourselves and we say, God, you are God. I am your child. I am not ashamed of you here on earth. And you won't be ashamed of me in heaven. Amen. These guys being baptized this morning. Listen to me. That's what baptism is partially about. Baptism is your public confession before this crowd and your family and friends that I have decided to follow Jesus. It is a public confession. Baptism doesn't save you. It just gets you wet. But it is the, it's what it signifies and identifies 
the public confession of what God has done privately in your heart. What you have done, you've accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. And you said, I want to live for you and I want to serve you. And I give my life to you. And I'm making a public declaration that I have decided to follow Jesus. And when we humble ourselves and we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive. But then, amen, just as in baptism, which is identified in His death, He was buried, but He rose again. We go down in the water. Our old nature, our old life is buried with Christ. But then we come up a new creation. The Bible declares old things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. And we begin to live a life publicly for Christ Jesus. And we begin to say, Lord, what have you called me to do? We begin to find our purpose and our place in the kingdom of God. And we find ourselves many times not knowing what to do. And the Bible declares in, in uh, Second Chronicles, this very, very familiar passage. Second Chronicles chapter 7, starting in verse 12. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon at night and said to him, I've heard your prayer. I have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. If I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, it's, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people... And my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their lands. Verse 15, as my eyes will be open and my ears will be attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I just have a feeling, amen, that God has tuned his ear in. He has not forsaken the church. He has not forsaken America. He has heard the cry and the prayer. He said, I have chosen this house. Amen. And when the people will humble themselves and pray. Now, there's some ingredients to get God to move in your circumstance. We talked about it earlier, about pride. Pride, self-sufficiency. I can do it. I don't need any help. Keeps God at bay. And you are left to handle your circumstances and situations on your own. But humility, humbling yourself and saying, Lord, I can't do it all by myself. I can't handle it all by myself. I need help. If my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And he said, it will turn from our wicked ways. There's so much wickedness in America right now. Wickedness is being exalted. Wickedness is being celebrated. And truth and holiness is being mocked and laughed at. But I'm telling you, God still hears from the throne. When we humble ourselves, we turn from our wicked ways. We confess our sins. We ask Him to forgive our sins. We turn from our wicked ways. He said, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins. Don't you want your sins forgiven? 
Don't you want to stand before God? Not having to say, oh Lord, beg and plead, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said that. I'm sorry I did that. I'm sorry. You know what? Isn't it good to know that when you confess your sins, He covers them with His blood. He forgives them. He puts them behind His back never to remember them again. And when we stand before God, amen, all He's going to see is the blood of His Son, Jesus, covering our lives. And then we're going to be judged according to our, our works. What we did for the Lord and the motivation not to whether we get in heaven or not. We get in there through His blood and through His grace. But you don't do anything down here that He doesn't honor you for and reward you for. And He said, my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I just have a feeling that God's hearing our prayers. I have a feeling that God's seeing what's going on. And God is just about ready to move. But see what? We, God, God doesn't move on our time. He doesn't move when we say move. He moves when He's ready to move. And He's letting, He's getting people, things are setting up to where when God moves and miraculously intervenes in your circumstance, your situation, sometimes He puts us in the point place to where when it happens we go, That was God. We can't take any of the praise. We can't take any of the glory. We can't say, well, look what I did. Look what I got myself out of. I'm telling you, amen, we've got to humble ourselves and say, Lord, I I got myself in it, but I can't get myself out of it. I need you. And then he hears and he sees and he comes to our rescue. And when we come into the house, not just on Sunday, but every day, you need to wake up with an expectancy and say, I got a feeling something good's going to happen today. I'm not going by what I see. I'm not going on what I feel. I'm moving and I'm operating in faith. I'm believing that God is able to go above what the circumstances are that I see. He is able to do bigger and better and exceedingly and abundantly above what I'm even hoping and believing for. Because God wants us to wake up with an expectancy. And He wants us to say, Lord, I'm believing that you have got a plan for my life. And you're not going to let your plan go unfinished. The Bible says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You were created in the image of God. You are who you are for a purpose. And God has placed with you to give within you gifts and talents and abilities. And so many of us are not living up to our full potential. And God, God is wanting to stir our hearts and say, come on, there's much more in you than you realize. There's much more in you than you have even reached. But I'm declaring for you, as Jeremiah 29, 11 said... I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They're plans for good and not evil. Uh, they're, they're plans, uh, the, the New Living said, for give you plans, they're plans of welfare and not calamity. I'm tired of calamity. How about y'all? I'm tired of trouble. 
I'm ready for some good plans, amen, to come about in my life. He said, I'm ready to give you hope and a future. I'm ready to give you hope. I'm re- God knows your future. He knows your end from your beginning. He knows when you sit down and when he gets up. And he said that if you will seek me, you will find me if you will search for me with all of your heart. Come on, it's time, church, that we stop being half-hearted. And we start seeking the Lord with our whole heart. That we begin to start, we begin to start saying, Lord, I, I'm going to give you my all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop holding back. And I'm going to give you everything. Listen, we got to believe that God, He has created us for such a time as this. You're at the right place at the right time. And I'm about to see a victory. Somebody say, I'm about to see a victory. I've got faith. I've got an expectancy. I believe, I feel like something good is about to happen. Amen. The world's telling me it's not. The devil's telling me it's not. People around me may tell me it's not. But I've got a feeling that God is up to something good on my behalf. Because I am a child of the Most High God. And He will never leave me. Never forsake me. He sees me right where I'm at. He begins to to stir our faith. I love how Hebrews chapter 11 out of the message Bible reads says the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God this faith this firm foundation under everything That makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors and set them above the crowd. By faith we see the world called into existence by God's word. What we see created by what we don't see. What distinguished us above all of the other people. What stands out the most as Christians is that we have a thing called faith. Is that we have the ability to see what's not there. As Abraham said, I called those things that were not as though they were. When you look at your life and you look at where you are and you look at your circumstances and you see what the doctor says and you see what people say, but you know that God is able to do the impossible and then you look beyond all of that and you say, I feel like something good is about to happen. That's faith. We don't just go by what we see. We have the ability by God. The God that created us in His image. The God that stood when the world was void. Without form. Empty. Darkness covered the face of the earth. And God spoke and said, let there be. He began to speak 
And God is speaking into your life. He's speaking into your heart. And now you've got to begin to speak. You stand at your world. You stand at your circumstance. You stand at the very beginning of your life. And you say, it looks void. It looks dark. It looks hopeless. But I speak light. I speak life. I speak animals. I speak sun and stars and moon. I separate the waters from the land. And I create. And my image. God has given us a creative ability. You say, how do I do that, Pastor? By faith. By faith. It's what we can't see, but we believe. It's when we speak and, and we call things, amen, that are when they're not. And we, we see them the way we want them to be and the way God wants them to be. Because we know and we serve a God that we know He wants you to be healed. He wants you to be prosperous. He wants you to be healthy. He wants you to be happy. He wants you to be blessed. And if you're living below that, then you've got to get your faith and your expectancy, amen, to another level. To where you say, I don't, I'm not living in it and I can't see it, but I can believe for it. Amen? Where's our faith gone? Well, I mean... The, it's just distraction. We're, life is so full of distractions. I'm telling you, everything going on is amazing. You, you, even in politics, you look and you see when, 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 when one, they're trying to sneak one thing in, they'll do something over here. It's like, like magicians trying to, to distract and deceive. And I'm telling you, but God is not being distracted. God is not deceived. God sees everything going on. And he hears the cry of his people. Like he heard the cries of the Israelites. Been in bondage 430 years. And they were crying out to God for a deliverer. And God raised up Moses. And the Bible says that they came out of bondage on the self same day. That he had declared they would. God knows your day of deliverance. He has already declared it to be. And now you've got to stand and begin to believe for it. Can I get an amen? Thank you, Lord. Let me skip a bunch of points and just get down to something good. How about that? Skip a bunch of pages. A lot of good stuff in here. A lot of good psalms I wanted to read. But we, we, we get just down to the point what I want to make today. Is that who, who, who are you going to Whose report are you going to believe? The devil's saying this. He's whispering lies. And you're never going to make it. And you're going to fail. And then you, you, you got the world and the, 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 the media and all this stuff. And, but you know what? we got to come and go, you know what? I'm a child of God. Whose news report should I be reading? Huh? Everything I need to know is in the Word of God. He knows the future. And he knows my future. And there's so many things that we look at that we can't change. But I'm telling you something. I can start right here. I can start right here. And I can start right here. Huh? It's kind of like the old timers used to say. Whatever's in the well will come up in the bucket. 
You get that? Whatever's in the well will come up in the bucket. The Bible said, whatever's in the heart of man will come out of his mouth. What's coming out of your mouth? If it's not good, if it's not healthy, if it's not wholesome, if it's not faith, do you know what? We need to begin to say, Lord, change my heart. Amen. Give me a heart of faith. Give me a heart of love. Give me a heart of compassion. Give me a heart. Amen. So that when I open my mouth, amen, something encouraging, something life-giving, something hopeful is coming out. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Romans 8 said, There is therefore now no condemnation to to them that are in Christ Jesus. Do you know what condemnation is? Condemnation is when you make a mistake and you hear that little whisper in your ear, loser. Can't believe you did that. Sorry thing you. You might as well just quit. Just give up. There's no hope for you. You'll never change. Just quit. Just throw in the towel. Just give up. God doesn't love you. You're not worthy. Where does that come from? That comes from Satan himself, from hell itself. There is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Because Jesus has taken All the condemnation. He took all that sin condemned and he took it on himself and he paid the price for it and he lifted that up off of us. He said now, for the law of the spirit of life is in Jesus Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. Now listen. How it phrases this in the Message Bible. With the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, that fateful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous, low-lying black cloud. Anybody been living under a low-lying black cloud? So like he's always just hanging right over your head, no matter what you do. But with the arrival of Jesus, that dilemma has been resolved. Because those who are in Christ no longer are subjected to the law of sin and death. We've been set free. We are free to live and love and laugh and knowing that the penalty of our sin has been taken and now we can walk in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free because whom the Son hath set free is free indeed. Somebody shout, I'm free. Somebody say, I got a good feeling. Something good's about to happen. Amen, 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 amen. 
I'll just close that. I've got a feeling. I don't know what's about to happen. I just know that any time you're in a battle. See, I got a feeling. That Nicole is going to have a baby. I just have a feeling that there, there's been some signs. There's been some pains. There's been some growing. Me and Miss Amy were watching a little show. Because, you know, I'm always very, very careful. Because anybody that's known, have you ever made the mistake of asking a lady if she was pregnant and she wasn't? You won't do that more than once. We were watching this stupid show, and this guy said something out there. Is that, is that how you do it? <laughs> Amy said, no. He said, are you pregnant, or are you just really, really fat? <laughs> so, that's not the way to do it. But see, you, you, you've been having a feeling, haven't you? Things have been changing. And if you don't know, she just had an episode the other day. She got a bad headache. She couldn't remember where things were, couldn't remember a kid's name. I mean, they thought they, she had a little stroke, and it was all pregnancy-related. But then it all cleared back up. We don't know what it was, but we call it never come back again. But see, in, in, in pregnancy, in those nine months, you just have to have faith, especially there in the beginning, when there's no signs, there's no feeling, there's no movement, there's no growth. But you just know what the sign, what the doctor said. And, and, and then you kind of have to take it by faith. But then, all of a sudden, faith gives you a little kick. And you go, hey, I, feel, I, I think I feel something. And, and, and then things progress and grow. But you know what? You're not going to be pregnant forever, thank God. It's just nine months. And for us, it feels like very quick. But when you're the one going through it, it seems like forever. Yeah. So, it's like when you're going through a battle, when you're in a trial, ever, you, you look around and you're like, why aren't y'all having sympathy pains for me? Well, it's hard for us too. But when you're the one going through it, you're the one going to have to go through the labor. But that pain is going to bring forth Life. Then you're going to hold that baby and you're going to go, my faith. What I couldn't see but I believed for. What I talked to, what I spoke, what I saw signs of but don't know exactly what he's going to look like or you know what color his hair is going to be or what. We don't know all those things. One day and not long, you're going to hold that faith in your hands, faith becomes sight, faith becomes reality, and then you no longer have to have faith for it. Now you just got to feed it and change it and take care of it. And you know what? There's so many times in our life that we have faith for something and God gives it to us and then we don't take care of it. There's times that God gives things, He speaks things, He plants a seed of life, He plants a seed of expectancy, of hope, of faith, and we abort it by our doubt and unbelief. 
But if you will allow your faith to grow, if you'll take care of it, take your vitamins, eat right, get plenty rest, all the, you got to pamper and baby your faith, and you got to bring it along and let it grow. But I'm telling you, one day, you don't have to do it forever. One day, God is going to place it in your hands, and now you got to take care of what you believed for. Whether it's a job, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a car, whether it's a house, whether it's a new job, it doesn't matter. I mean, when, when you have faith for it, you had faith before you could see it. Once you see it, you don't need faith, but you've got to take care of it. You've got to maintain the blessing that God gave you or you'll lose it. So there's some of you today that God is just impregnating you with an idea, with a vision, with a dream. He's birthing something and he's stirring it on the inside. The Holy Spirit is overshadowing you and he's putting something precious on the inside that he has for you to do because he knows the plans he has for you. They're plans for good and not evil. And he he wants the best for you, but now you've got to take care of what God has placed in you. And now you've got to have faith and belief for it. Get your expectancy high. Start getting excited. Start picking out a name. We, we, we met this young lady the other day. Uh, she was our waitress. And uh, we could tell she was obviously uh, about to have a baby at any moment. And uh, we said, what, what's, what's the name? And she said, we don't know yet. We're just going to wait and let it. When it's born, we'll look at it and decide. Wow. Okay. Whatever works for you. But you know what? I guarantee you when they hold that baby, they, they had faith for it. They believe for it. And I promise you when they look at it, they'll know what to call it. God doesn't put a dream in you. God doesn't place something in you that when it's birthed in you, you look at it and go, what in the world's that? Oh, you'll know. You'll know. I mean, what's our faith? I mean, our faith is that it looks more like Nicole than Gage. But other than that, no. Oh, we're just hoping it doesn't come out with a beard. That's all. <laughs> no, it's going to be a, a combination of mom and dad. What God does in you, what's birthed out of you, is going to be a combination of you and God. Y'all did it together. And now he's going to give you the ability. Some of you are about to give birth to something amazing. But my question is, are you ready to take care of it? God can give you a ministry. God can give you a spouse. He can give you a, 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 a whatever. But you've you got to be willing now. You've got to take care of this thing. How are you going to feed it? How are you going to change it? How are you going to pay for college? It's a lot of stuff to worry about, isn't it? But you know what? You know how you do it? One day at a time. One day at a time. One step at a time. You can't worry about that. If you try to have everything all planned out, well, we, I got to know everything before I... No, 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 no. You just step out in faith and say, God, I know what you've placed in me is good, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe, and then when, you, when it comes to pass and you place it in my hand, I'm going to take care of it. Because I got a feeling something good's about to happen. 
Something good about to happen in your family. Something good's about to happen in your finances. Something good's about to happen in your marriage. Something good's about to happen with your kids. Something good's about to happen in our church. And when it happens, and all of a sudden we feel, because of the birth pains, we've been feeling those. The moanings and the groanings, and it can get tough sometimes. But you know what? That's not the time to quit. That's the time to push. Come on, let's push through. Let's push through what the devil's trying to do, and let's see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. Can I get an amen? amen? Maintain. Take care of what God has blessed you with. Amen. Say, God, what this gift you've given me is precious. Now help me to deliver it. Help me take care of it. Help me to raise it. And then, just like these parents this morning are going to watch these kids be baptized. And I'm telling you something. The, pri- the proudness, the pride that uh, comes in your heart. That wasn't really a word, was it? I can make up my own words. I got proudness in my heart. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go ahead and ask Nathan and Melanie, if y'all want to go ahead. Nathan, right over here in that first room. Melanie, right over there. So, Doris, you're going to go over here with them. Uh, the the, the um, robes are on the shelf. And go ahead. You guys go ahead and get ready. And uh, I'm coming back there. Pastor Marcelo is going to be there. And, uh, yes, I'm going to go turn off the, the heater it's not good to get in water with electric cord plugged in it. Uh, but listen, when, when, when your faith becomes sight, what's God stirring up in you today? Does God need to stir up a new excitement? Are you tired? Are you bored? Are you frustrated? Are you hopeless? I'm telling you today, I pray that God just stirs up something to give you a little excitement to where you go, you know what? I don't see it yet. I, I, I just, I want the feeling that everything's going to be all right. I want the feeling that something good's about to happen. And then I'm going to put my faith on it. And then I'm going to believe for it. And then I'm going to watch God do it. And then I'm going to take care of it. And we're going to see it grow and prosper and blessed. Father, today... We want to say thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in this house. Thank you for what you're doing in our people. Thank you for what you're doing in, in our church and in our youth group and in our children. Lord, and I thank you that every ministry that's, that's reaching out and being blessed. But Lord, there, there's, there's been some struggles. There's been some fights. Our families have been going through some, some trouble and some, some health issues and family issues and financial issues. And Lord, it's just like we've been fighting. But today... Let there a stirring. Let there be a feeling of hope. Today, stir up a feeling in our hearts that something good is about to happen. And then, Lord, let us put our faith on it. Let us begin to speak out of faith and out of your word, not according to what we see and feel and hear. We begin to declare today, I can make it. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Lord, we begin to make those declarations. And you begin to stir faith in our heart. And you begin to let that promise and that blessing and that miracle grow within us. Let us take care of it. Let us deliver it. And then let us take care of it and grow it to be what you've called it to be. 
called us to be, called the church to be. Just declare with me today, Lord, I don't go by what I see. I'm not going on what I hear, what I feel. I'm stepping out on faith today. I'm believing your word. I'm trusting you. Something good is about to happen. Stir it up in me. Let me declare it. Let me see it before it happens. Speak it before it happens. But Lord, when it happens, let me take care of it. Let me be faithful with it. Thank you for your blessings, your favor, your mercy. If you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you're watching online, would you just pray, dear Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner. I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my friend. That's what these have done today that are about to be baptized. He said, repent and be baptized. That's just a command in the Word of God that we make that private decision in our heart to give our lives to Christ. And then we make a public confession of our faith through baptism. Identifying with His death and burial and resurrection. If you prayed that prayer today, we believe that Jesus has just transformed your life from within. Now you do your part. Take care of what's been planted on the inside. Help it to grow through His Word, through prayer, through His house, through obedience. And I believe something good is about to happen. Can I get a big amen? Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap. Can we just worship just a minute?